you woke up this morning, then it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day to get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. If you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. If you woke up exhausted, still a good day because you woke up to get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, in, oh, that's your turn. <laughs> in this week's episode, we talk about how how sheltering in place has affected our lives, taste various things in our own home during this lockdown, and learn about the troubled history of bar stool sports. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. Hi there, Aaron. It has been a week. <laughs> it's been a it's been a month and a half. It's been a month and a half. That's true. Um. You know, so I make you try, I make you try all kinds of beer on this show, mm-hmm. right? So I was in. I haven't I, tried. I any decided now. to. What? I haven't tried any since the last time we had our little uh, impromptu brewery crawl. It's true. So I, um, in the spirit of trying new things, when I, I braved the liquor store, mm-hmm. I wore my mask. I had my sani. Nice. Not my Zanny, but my Sanny. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hand sanitizer. And um, as I was checking out, I saw this cute little pink bottle of tasting stuff to try. It was called it was called uh, Spittin' Chicklets. And I was like, oh, that's a cute little thing. I'll try that. And then I saw that it had Barstool Sports. And I was like, I know I've heard that before. That's mm-hmm. a sports website. Yep. Why don't? Why am I familiar with that? I'm like, so when I looked it up, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This is the one that this is the website that in 2011 um, talked about American uh, American football. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page here, so I'm, I didn't mess this up. Tom Brady's uh, two-year-old son's genitalia. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Um, has received repeated criticism over normalizing rape culture mm-hmm. um, has been uh, has been repeatedly criticized uh, in Massachusetts for holding blackout parties to promote uh, excessive drinking like basically get blackout drunk at our parties kind of mm-hmm. thing I think um, they also, including one didn't they have a big issue with a bunch of stolen content too from other creators yeah you know? uh-huh yep and that was actually last year um they got accused by comedian Mel uh, Bredeau of reposting one of her video- videos to the site's Twitter account without attribution. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they... Uh... <laughs> and then they went on a mass deletion thing. But of course, we all... Uh, well, we don't... Not everybody knows what the Streisand effect is. But the Streisand effect is if you try to delete something on the internet, it just grows. Yep. And especially if you make a big deal about not wanting something on the internet, 
Um, it will right. people that will search for it to make sure that you know, like there's people that will save it so that it uh, it will always exist. And trying to get something off the internet mm-hmm. once it exists is uh, nigh impossible. Right. So in the vein of that, I thought I would try this. It's a new Amsterdam uh, vodka. It's just a flavored vodka. It's supposedly pink lemonade flavored. Um, I'm going to go ahead and taste it here for you. I will go on camera so you can see me. Okay. Because I still have a little bit left in this glass. Cool. That is not pink lemonade. <laughs> Ugh. That is that is like grapefruit. That looks like my beer face. I don't, I don't know how long this was sitting out, but that is definitely not pink lemonade. That actually tastes like like pink grapefruit. So it, I mean, it's not a bad flavor. It just it it's tastes like pink grapefruit. Yeah. So I mixed it with the uh, the remnants the of your ginger ale. Yeah. This is this is my gift to you <laughs> for for over a year of enduring content. I I have tried to make the most disgusting thing I could think of by mixing ginger with pink lemonade. Oh, that's great. Oh God, I'm going to drink this through the entire thing. <laughs> oh, f- son of a sea biscuit. <laughs> oh, it's just in my mouth now. And I have, um, I have a mm. Irish whiskey with a little bit of ice in it. Well, the ice is melted at this point, but, uh, so I have what a nice Irish whiskey. Do you have uh patties? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a nice mid range. Um, yeah, I was I like, doing Tullamore Dew in the yeah. last one. I like Tullamore Dew. Um, I think it was one of those things, because the last time I went to the liquor store, I tried to make it my, like, I'm not going to the liquor store for at least another couple of weeks kind of thing. Right. So it's like, I have, like, I get, you know, I generally get a big bottle of vodka. It's Blue Star. It's, like, 13 bucks for a for a 175. So it's not great vodka, but it's neutral. It doesn't have any weird after effects for me. And um, mm-hmm. for me, vodka is one of those things that it's either like if you go super high end, it's still vodka. Like there is a bottom point where it's like I will not drink Kharkov because Kharkov is plastic bottle disgustingness for like 12 or $10 a thing. Blue Star, oh, yeah. I have found for me, has better flavor and it's still around the same price point. So it's a lot easier for me to consume. Um, but it's like that for me, as far as vodka is, it's like this is just a base grain alcohol that I'm going to have on hand um, that I don't I don't need to be fancy with. Um, so I also got the I got, I got the Surly Hop variety pack because it was also on sale and i like stretching my dollar when i'm in the liquor store um and the thing that i'm drinking today is the minor miracle um it is it is called citrusy miraculous and crisp it contains warrior el dorado centennial and cascade on the the cascade is a dry hop gotcha uh, which means it should mostly be used for like a nose rather than like taste hmm it's definitely got a strong hop nose to it. Well, and then the other things that I got is... That is so much better than the drink I made. Oh, that I'm glad that you found that. Kitty, you do not want the uh, whiskey. Kitty, you want the whiskey. No, she does. It's just I don't want her to have the whiskey. Um, but the reason that... Sorry, the reason that <laughs> I... The reason that I was drinking the terrible mixed drink that I made... Mm-hmm. Um, it's simply because... I wanted to talk, we wanted today to talk about like the effects that 
that isolation or partial partial isolation can mm-hmm. have. It is um, weird because a lot of people have have called this quarantine, and you and I were talking before the show, yeah, about how this is not like an actual quarantine. Because when you picture quarantine, I always picture scenes from television or movies where it's mm-hmm. like there is plastic all over a building and then there's like several airlocks and people like go right. into the first one and they get sprayed down and they go to the second one and they put on like a full hazmat suit with a respirator Which and is tanks. Which a form of quarantine. Yeah. It's just that we, that's what I, I ex- expect when I mm-hmm. hear quarantine. Um, and, you know, general quarantine in hospitals is just kind of like a room that very few Mm -hmm. people go into and they open the door very infrequently and there's more procedures for cleaning when you go in and out um but quarantine just means a lack of contact yeah really i mean in this sense Uh, we're not medical professionals or anything like i'm sure that our friends who are are gonna be like (laughs) vehemently yelling at us right now and please tell Uh, tell us what what that means to you in your actual profession um yeah. But as far as like this, you know, the kind of stay at home orders and, you know, partial isolation that we're in, it's like, you know, we can still go to the grocery store. Uh, we try not to very frequently. Um, you know, it's like I try well, to go once it, every week or two. And in this case, like uh, Justin has been the person that has left our house. Mm-hmm. I haven't left. I have. I actually hadn't left our house at all until last weekend. Oh, wow. And um, the first time that I drove my car was today that's may 1st when we're recording this episode um to put it into perspective for our listeners the last time i drove my car was march 11th yeah you went almost two full months without driving your car Mm -hmm. it's it is one of those things like you know again and we're we're lucky enough that like you know we don't have jobs that are termed essential and essential jobs are generally going to be um you know people working in uh in food service people working at grocery mm-hmm. stores people working at places like target and walmart you know stores that are necessary to pick up things that you need to live every day and it's also delivery people you know people who are delivering food people working for doordash and grubhub and you know uber eats and things like that and right. then there's also um all of the the logistics companies drivers um people that are in charge of moving goods to you know from place to place so people moving uh meat from meat packing plants and people moving animals for slaughter to make sure that everyone has protein to eat during during this whole time um you know people bringing large quantities of flour and sugar and eggs and all the other things that you need for baking to get to bakeries and you know also all of the people manufacturing necessary mechanical parts for a lot of things. Yeah. Like my father-in-law works at a machine shop and he is deemed essential. So he drives to work every day um, or, you know, Monday through Friday. He's doing physical work. Yeah. Cause he, he, he runs machines that make parts that are necessary for the things that we need every day, as well as, um, you know, parts for medical devices that are necessary, Mm -hmm. uh, for people to keep surviving during this time. So I distribute communication. Like I don't need to go anywhere. I can do my job mm -hmm. from where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're lucky in the fact that you can do your job from home and, you know, keep keep making your salary. Now, have you had a lot of video calls that you've had to actually like get dressed up for, or have you been able to survive in PJs? So, 
So I'm I'm very lucky in that the company that I work for, we have a we have a dress code that is business professional. Mm-hmm. Um, since this like isolation thing, like shelter at home hit, nobody's cared at all about the dress code. Like there are people that are still clearly dressing up for these video calls, mm-hmm. but like my boss and I, like we've interacted in hoodies all the time like yeah he clearly knows that uh, like if unless i have to meet with somebody that i've never met with before i'm gonna be wearing a zip up hoodie i have uh i have not been wearing any of my work clothes and of course like my work clothes are t-shirts with my company's information on them Mm -hmm. um you know and like a lot of the shirts that i have to wear for work are actual shirts that we sell at at the store Right. They're really comfortable, and I'm actually wearing one right now because it was one of the shirts that I just had clean because uh, we just did laundry the other day. Um, but outside of that, it's like I've been wearing shirts, um, like old band t-shirts, and just comfortable things that I've owned for years, and a lot of a lot of hoodies, and uh, I have uh, like rotation of sweatpants. That I have been wearing, and I've put on jeans probably a dozen times since the yeah. stay-at-home order first, uh, or at least since my last day of work. Um, like I wear jeans when I do things like go to the hardware store to pick up lumber for all of my projects I, I that I've wore, been doing. I wore myself busy when I went to the liquor store today, and that's okay. I just like I. It's I. You're have... one of those people that doesn't want to go out in the general public, like wearing correct. My neighbors yeah. have seen me in sweatpants a lot recently, and I luck out uh, because, like, I have I have very strange thoughts about how sweatpants exist for me. Like, if people mm-hmm. want to go out in sweatpants, like, that is fine. If you are comfortable and all of the things that you need for your day exist in a bag or in the pockets of your sweatpants, more power to oh. you. But I and feel you're weird talking going to a out in public. Person. Oh, yeah. Aaron, you're talking to a theater person. Like, I literally changed clothes in public. Yeah. <laughs> I've been naked in a parking lot. Like, I... Oh, yeah. I, I could not care less about I, what I, I just, wear in public. I have weird my, hang-ups my spouse, for on the other myself. hand, cares a ton about what I wear in public. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, my wife has changed pants in our car while I was driving, and that was that was a weird moment for me. Um, but it was because she was leaving an event, and we were going somewhere else, and she needed to be wearing different pants. Um, but she is also a theater kid, so she she has the yeah. same like lack of compunction about you know mm-hmm. what people see see her in. Um, but it's yeah, like exactly. I also see it as like. I have specific things in specific pockets that I carry all well, the time. It's part of my everyday mm-hmm. carry kind of thing. And it's like my keys need to go in a specific it's your pocket. ritual and your habit. Exactly. And it's also because all of the things that I need to leave my house that go in pockets usually are too heavy for my sweatpants to stay up. And I've gone out in public in sweatpants <laughs> a couple of times. And I've spent so much time readjusting my pants that I feel self-conscious about how much I am touching my pants. So then it's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to put on jeans. I'm going to go out to the stores. And I try to make it like, you know, if I'm leaving, I'm going to go to a set number of places. I have a list. I go and I get the things that I need. And then I leave that store. I go to the next store. And then I get the things that I need. And then I go home. Right, because you and I think the same way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we can't go. Well, yeah, especially like because 
I am trying to do the right thing and not go out around people and then mm-hmm. either take something back to my home or, you know, mm-hmm. spread it to other people um, that I come in contact with. It's, are, are you drinking more of the disgusting drink? <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? You can just give up on it. <laughs> no, I can't. Okay. It's but just no, going to keep happening, Aaron. <laughs> this is just going to be funny. Because, again, you're reacting to that the way that I generally react to beer. So it's really funny yeah, but for Unlike me. you, I keep pushing through it. Because I know that if I don't like if I don't like something, I as a person can choose not to consume it anymore. <laughs> that face. Hey, um, Aaron. Yeah. So one of the I'm gonna. This is a complete digression from your previous That's topic, okay. but so from a like I realize this is coming from like a, a um uh the perspective of privilege here, but um I have consumed so much media since I haven't left the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that, like, like I've, I've actually, like, rented, like, movies, and, like, I miss going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was a... So we have an Alamo draft house that's really close to our... Um, Your home. Like, fairly close to our house. And you host and, your trivia um, there. Like, it's 15 minutes away. I host trivia there. Mm-hmm. And um, I miss that place so much that, like, I've started, like, buying and renting movies just to try to recreate like and I, I i used to work in a movie theater in um in in high school mm-hmm. so i know how to make like movie theater ish popcorn oh yeah and uh so i've tried to like recreate that movie theater like feel by popping like oil popcorn and like renting like a theater film because you can rent some theater films now and mm-hmm and I just started, uh, I just, we just, we just got like a new gadget to watch movies on, like an Amazon Fire. And mm-hmm. I was looking at some, uh, like a sale on movies. And I have to ask you, what do you think is the lowest rated DC movie, like DC Comics movie, um, that uh, according to IMDb, that is currently part of the Amazon DC sale? Ooh. Um, can I ask, is it is it something that's been made in the last 10 years? No. Okay. Um, it has been made in the last 30 years. Okay. <laughs> Worst rated DC comic movie in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. I'll actually do you one better. It's been made in the last uh, 25 years. Okay. Um, I want to say Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. Oh. You are you know, no you, you it, you're you're on the right track, but um, it's actually Steel. Oh, I forgot. Okay, yeah, Steel makes sense because it was the Shaquille O'Neal movie, yeah, and that was based I on. Totally forgot that that exists. Oh, I it's based on Steel. It's like, based the, on Steel. The, the, well, and Steel, the, like Steel's the character that wanted to that wanted to be Superman. Like he yeah. made his own armor yeah. and. And he had a giant hammer. Well, it was mm-hmm. it was it was from um, it was right after the death of Superman. And the only reason I know so right. much about this is because I um, like I got nutso into comics, um, and I and my parents made me choose what comic I would get. Mm-hmm. And so I went Superman because it was like they were hinting at something major changing. And so I got yeah. like I got the death of Superman as like the last like I got the like that was one of the first comics i got was like the doomsday arc 
um, mm-hmm. like that I owned. And then it's like after that was the rise of the Superman, and they had four. Steel was one of them. Superboy, who was a clone from Cadmus, uh, they 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 tried yep. to clone Superman, and he um he he got freed or he escaped. Well, I, by the way, welcome to the nerd segment of Travel yeah. or Proxy. Um, and then there was the Eradicator, who was yes. also um he was also um the like an actively evil thing that like just... he was a, a construct yeah and then there was the cyborg and the mm-hmm. cyborg and they all tried to like be superman in superman's wake um and then there mm-hmm. was like a big fight and then superman got re- resurrected and i have like somewhere in my parents basement i have a bunch of these original comics and they're just like i'm not touching them like i beat the shit out of them like an idiot as a child so they're not oh, going to be sure, worth yeah. anything um but it's like i'm but keeping them attachment. because they're like the first and like i didn't buy comics after that because then right. it's like you know, I, I got through a big portion of the rise of the Superman and I didn't even get to the point where it's like the villains and the, like, you know, I got basically to the point where Kal-El got resurrected and like he came back to life. And then the real kind of fight to uh, to to for Superman supremacy kind of started. And it, it was before the whole weird like change where he got lightning powers and his suit got blue and, and silver. <laughs> he missed the red and the blue Superman. And then he missed the weird segment where yeah. Superman got powered by Kryptonite. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, but it's, Superman got super weird. He really did. But they also like, they had to do crazy things with that character because Superman is so OP to begin with. Well, he is. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's still really weird to go back and it's like Superman fights Mugger. Why? <laughs> Like that's what yeah, that's what he had to fight like, at that point, I guess. But it's still kind of why like does Superman fight a mug. Why does he fight a mugger? Like Superman should just let the let the uh, I mean, let the should, police. Well, he should like he, he should, should be able to like it. get the police to like or help the police get to it. But it's like you know, Superman fighting. That's actually a good, an interesting thing though. Like, Su- sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, but I mean, he like because they did the thing in like Red Sun where he like is an agent for mm-hmm. the uh, for the 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 uh, KGB. And he helps like mm-hmm. uh, like oversee everything in the Soviet Union and uh, keep everyone in line because he has near omniscience and the ability to hear everyone's heartbeat right. from around the planet. And he knows when people are lying and he can be in so many places so quickly. And it's this, you know, it's he's a he can be a terrifying thing, um, but it's also just like I, I guess the corollary I think of with Superman catching a mugger is like sending the SWAT team to deal with a like a fifteen year old shoplifter. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. You don't need to. Then you again, don't need to do that. Then again, Superman catching a mugger is more just like he's flying around on patrol and it's just like flops down. He's like, "Do you really want to do this? No, bye bye. Okay." And then he like picks well, his yeah, wallet really I quick mean, and. It really though, like Superman should just leave those things too. And I think for the most part, because like Superman dealing with everyday petty crime that stuff later on, yeah, him dealing with everyday petty crime was much more of a kind of like '30s and '40s thing in the early Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like they started giving him actual supervillains to fight, and then you you know then mm-hmm. you start you start getting to. Um, Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor and you get to Brainiac and eventually, you know, oh, like Lobo and um, <laughs> my main man. 
um, Bizarro or Bizarro Superman. Bizarro. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, the joke with Lobo is like he always calls himself my main, you know, oh, your yeah. main man, my main Lobo. man. Yeah. They were talking about apparently there was a talk of doing a Lobo TV show in the like yep. late nineties, and mm-hmm. I'm glad it didn't happen. It but I'm kind out. of I'm kind of sad it never met and panned out well, because I think there might still be sorry audience for the typing right now. You and your fancy mechanical keyboard. I love the responsiveness. Oh, I know you do. I'm not making fun of you for having it. It's just that it makes noise. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Yeah. Uh, there is a so he so Lobo actually appeared in Krypton season two. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's talk of that being used as a backdoor pilot for um a for Lobo a series. spinoff series. Because that's again, that's something that's been knocking around. Because Lobo as a character is uh, is yeah. a pretty awesome anti-hero and well, definite villain he's at sort times. Dead bully at this point, I think. At this point, yeah. But if you go into his back mm-hmm. catalog and you take some of his adventures from you know yeah. from the early to mid nineties, um, and mm-hmm. just update them a bit, I think they could be great. He is a little bit of a weirdo. He is kind of misogynistic and is always covered in like scantily oh, yeah. clad women. But that's also kind of par for the course for mid nineties well, superheroes. That was his time, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is uh, there's apparently a it's apparently in development so. I'll have to make sure to keep an eye out because I'm going to watch that. Oh, yeah. That might actually make me like if that was DC Universe exclusive, I would subscribe again. Did you unsubscribe? I did. Um, Like, so I loved Doom Patrol. Okay. Um, And I really liked the Harley Quinn animated series, Mm. but the content was so slow to come out on that thing. And there wasn't enough like backlog that like i couldn't get elsewhere yeah you know and i didn't read the dc comics as much as i had thought i was going to so Mm -hmm. i unsubscribed yeah like i if i signed up for that the only thing i'd really go back to do is um is delve back into the like early through late 90s run of the flash um that was good and it's it's one of those and things. They get that, into Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah, because it's like like just before Flashpoint, but because the there 90s, was but, yeah. there was well, okay, so there was a whole thing in the mid '90s, and again, I read all those comics uh, from the like library, um, mm-hmm. but there was it's like this whole um, like it was when Wally West was Flash, and it was right after um, like they had brought Barry Allen back, and you know mm-hmm. Wally West. Um, like goes on a time travel trip that goes awry and ends up kind of stuck in the time stream and just keeps randomly landing at uh, at different mm-hmm. points and it's like he met his great grandchildren and used them to help him get back into the time stream and it's just there was this really awesome set of arcs yeah. where it was just kind of him alone trying to get back home and then trying to figure out what he would find when he got back there. I liked Wally West. Yeah, I, and it's like, you know, Barry Allen was a great Flash, and... He's the one that everybody likes right now. He is. I And, like, you know, Wally West was he's Kid the CW Flash. He's right now. He, he is the CW Flash, and technically he's the original Flash, but then you you, you bring in, uh, like, Jay, Jay, Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. Um, 
and I think they put him into the CW Flash they continuity. Did. Mm-hmm. I like I stopped watching that somewhere around mid season two. I I need to catch up to it though because it's it's one of those things that it's like I stopped because it was starting to give me like a I was binging it and it was like uh-huh. it was too much too quickly um, and then it was also giving me too much of the like CW vibes where it's just yeah. like all right so this is a, this is a superhero show about superhero stuff we also need to make sure that the love interest has to be here right now and it's like I, I, why I don't get it so this really turned into us talking about comics and I think that's fine. <laughs> Uh, because that's completely we are in, fine. We are in isolation. We're in isolation. We're we can't keep talk about travel like right now. Exactly. So we're going to talk well, about time travel in comics. <laughs> hey, do you have a? Do you have comments on time travel? Yeah. Email us fans at travelbyproxy.com. And always remember that the travel by proxy theme is "Good Day" by Alex. Copyright 2012. Our th- closing music is "Now We're Talking" by Jerris. Copyright 2015. God, Both disgusting. are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you a look out your window. You don't even try that time. A look out your window. (laughs) So much. This is so difficult. I love you you too. You're great. We'll talk to you soon. Walking with you and your Moving these stones and your Rearranging all the pieces that you find Now we're talking about Things and places, all the names And the faces of the people that you love